answer is quite straightforward. Um, no, you don't need to believe in rebirth, but you also uh, need to not disbelieve in it either. Usually people think of, I need some sort of proof in order to believe in rebirth. Um, and uh, you won't find it. You can't prove, you can't provide a proof of the senses, uh, the scientific proof of the sense objects and, and measurements and, and so on. That cannot prove that which is beyond the senses, which is after them. So if you're looking for a type of proof uh, for the next life, you won't find one. But the point is, uh, if you also look for a proof that there is no next life, you won't find one either. So what you need to recognize is that that is pretty much your situation. You're not in a position to know. What do you do then? That's the really, because it's, uh, you know, the question of next life, what's, you know, what's after death? It's not something you can be um, indifferent towards. I mean, choosing to be indifferent towards it, it's already basically choosing a belief that there is nothing after the after this life. So, see, fundamentally, you're going to start acting on the basis of one belief or the other because it is equally fundamentally something that does concern every human existence. You know, what is after this? What is after these senses that I'm so familiar with? What is after this world? What is after this this mind, this sense of self, and so on? So, so what do you do then? Like, um, you can't find the proof that there is next life. You can't find the proof that there is in the next life. So, you don't actually need proof. You need to recognize that's exactly a starting position that you should never abandon. You are not in a position to know, yet it concerns you deep down. It affects your life. Um, it affects your attitude towards this life, you know, like basically the attitude towards what's after does affect uh, the attitude you have towards this life. And that's the point that you should start uh, reflecting on. And that's what the Buddha encourages people that you can't know there isn't, you can't know there isn't, but you should ask yourself, okay, so in case that there is, those people who say that there is, um, they kind of say that uh, it does matter what you do in this life, you know, and then next life you'll be rewarded or you'll be punished in you know in the simplest terms so you just what if that's what 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 if that that is the case what if that's the truth so you don't know you can't prove you can't prove it you can't disprove it so let's assume then for myself that that's correct what do i have to do what am i asked to do by those people who say oh after this life yep there is something and if you behave well that comes if you don't behave well Something else will come of a, of, of a bad, you know, punishment form. So, so like uh, in the Buddhist teaching, at least, what you're required to do is be virtuous, be generous, be kind, not act out of anger, lust, practice sense restraint. So if you stop and think about it, those are good things in this life as well. So if there is a next life, you'll be rewarded for that behavior. If there isn't a next life, what well, you're rewarded in this life. Because, as I said, uh, everybody values that. doesn't matter how careless, how unrestrained people are. They still value honesty deep down. They still value a person of integrity. They still value a person with a set of values that, that, you know, that they have upon, uh, upon the life. So, so you will benefit from that. And, um, and in case that there isn't a next life, that's fine. But at least you win in this life. So basically... Uh, acting under the assumption in the worst case scenario that there is a next life and if I don't behave I'll be punished if you assume that 
to be your belief, doesn't matter, even if it's like as rational as this, it will be beneficial for you. Because uh, that, as I said, doesn't matter how much, how, how, how far removed the, the, this type of kind of belief might be, deep down, it does affect your attitude towards this life. As I said, if you choose to not think about it, if you choose to be indifferent what's after, that is already, you're directing your belief that will affect what type of actions and responsibility you, you have in this life and whether you take it or not. So <clears throat> if you consciously make the effort to contemplate what is after, in that sense, and then assume, not like try to figure out what's after, I don't mean that. I mean more like in case that there is after, it's good to behave in this life, plus I'll be rewarded in this life for the good behavior. Um, and I will be um, more free from hassle, harassment, you know, if I'm not immoral, cheating, stealing, and so on. So keeping the precepts. So it's a win-win. Either way, it's a win-win. If you choose to dismiss what's after, Again, even if you're a good person, deep down, that will affect your choices in terms of avoiding responsibility, valuing the current pleasure of the senses, and so on. <clears throat> so it's not as good. And then, if there is actually the, the next life, the way people say there is, and you haven't been behaving properly, uh, you haven't practiced sufficient amount of sense restraint, you've been too dependent on the senses and sensuality and carelessness and so on, then you pay the price there as well. So, so you lose. Um, so, so that's why, practically speaking, it's actually better to assume that there is, not out of a conviction, oh, I know there is because I believe in the Buddha or something, just out of pure practical reasoning, so that it will influence your decisions you make in this life. And, uh, and that brings me to the point of <clears throat> that sense restraint and sensuality, because, you know, even in Christianity, uh, there were some, some thinkers, they were kind of suggesting the similar, saying you should accept that there is a heaven, even if you don't know. Uh, because the reward of it will be great, and uh, and it you know nothing can match it. Uh, and in case that there isn't a heaven, doesn't matter. You know it's good to believe that there is. But those thinkers, and in particular that whole uh, famous um, in philosophy Pascal's Wager, because uh, some people will confuse this what the Buddha instructed with Pascal's Wager. But the fundamental difference there is, Pascal did not see the benefit of abandoning or restraining sensuality in this life. The Buddha did. And so it's not a Pascal's wager that which Buddha teaches. Uh, Pascal, he thought himself that giving up desires of the flesh and senses in this life, or at least restraining them, is a loss, is a factual loss. But he tried to argue by saying, well, that factual loss of restraining yourself and not pursuing the pleasure of the senses visible here and now, it's worth kind of a risk because if there is a great reward of heaven, it will be worth it. But that's not really a, a sound logical argument because, well, what if there isn't and you lose twice? But actually the Buddha doesn't say that. He says that sense restraint in this life is good even if there is no next life. Because, well, ask yourself again, what is the state of mind of, 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 a, of sensuality and sense desire? It's a pressure. It's an addiction. It's pleasant when you can satisfy it. It's unpleasant when you can't satisfy it. Either way, you are under the pressure of that thing. So wouldn't, we, wouldn't it be better even in this life? If, for example, you would not be as pressured. Let's say you're not able or you don't have to go all the way and give it all up. But say, if you're able to practice sense restraint, wouldn't that result in increased amount of patience, tolerance, virtue, imperturbability? 
all good values useful for other areas of this life as well. Alternatively, if you always scratch your itch when it itches, you know, like a, like a wild dog, what would that result in? Would that be a calming sort of, you know, practice that would result in further calmness of the mind? Or would that result in further aggravating of the issue and the pressure you're under when you experience desire? Addiction. Think of an addict, as we said before. Um, fundamentally, there's the great pleasure of, you know, injecting herring or a substance you're dependent on. Um, but overall, the context of being a serious addict whose life depends on that substance, it's actually very unwholesome. And you know that. So... If, if your mind is controlled by the sense desires, the more you give into it, the more of the control they will exercise over you. So sense restraint is good in this life even if there is no future reward for it. Plus, if there is a future reward, you win-win again. So thus, this is very different and very far and much more profound than anything Pascal could have thought of. So the whole point here is to, to use these reflections to influence your decisions in this life, sense restraint, and as I said, you don't have to, you know, think, oh, so I must become a monk and be celibate. Sure, if you want to go all the way, that's fine. But actually, even practicing uh, mere sense restraint in terms of the five precepts has the benefit here and now visible to you if you do it. And um, like, as I said, this, this various phenomena, like patience, for example, it's useful to have it. Wouldn't it be useful to, to you know, be under the pressure of desire to get something, but not be moved by it uh, to the extent that you suffer. So you patiently wait. And sometimes wouldn't that also increase the further context of your life, such as, well, if I actually wait now, I might gain more later, you know, business investments and so on. But that needs to be developed. Patience does not come out of impulsive scratching of the edge. Patience comes exactly on account of sense restraint on a kind of abstaining the immediate gratification and satisfaction of, you know, ideas, thoughts, desires, and so on. So even in this life, there will be direct benefits of sense restraint. And if there is a next life, there will be even further benefits of that same sense restraint you did in this life, on account of which you already benefited. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's actually a great thing. It's a good thing, because it's a win-win, as the Buddha said in that sutta.